Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. This is a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we're going to be watching three episodes of the Pokemon series and discussing them from our now adult perspectives. And just a heads up, this podcast is rated M for Mature, but it's also rated I for Immature. And I'm your host, Jacob, with my co-host, Austin. Can you hear my voice? Echo, 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 echo. (laughs) That's a nice echo. Echo. Echo, echo. And speaking of Echo, we have another co-host, and her name is Alex. Say hello, Alex. Hello, everyone. Good to be here for another episode. Another episode. And hopefully we hear without the voice echoes. Could you imagine if there was, like, five of you, Austin, and how much fun that would be? Would it? It would be so much fun. I don't think we stop at five. I think we keep going. I want ten Austins. Exponential Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to give me an existential crisis, because am I the original <laughs> Austin, or is my consciousness spread out amongst ten Austins? You would love My Hero Academia. Uh, okay. Because there's a... I'm just wondering, if one of the ten Austins is killed, do I lose a tenth of my being? Yes. If 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 the original was killed, the rest of them die. Okay. That's, that's So we're not going by multiple man rules. No, this is anime rules we're going by here, because we're talking about anime. Okay. It's, if the original dies... Copies disperse and cease to exist. Okay, that's really dangerous. You're ten times more likely to be killed. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, but if the copy was killed, then you would still be yeah, fine. Yeah, you'd be fine. Oh, wait. The original has to be killed for the copies to disperse. Like, you can have a hundred copies, but, you know. This is like some Naruto shadow clone BS. Yep. It's the uh, My Hero Academia with the, uh, one of the bad guys' names is Split, and he splits himself continuously to make life easier. To do chores and stuff, but then he starts to lose his mind because he can't figure out if he's the original or if someone else is the original. So you would probably have some mental issues going on there. But I already got mental I know. issues. I don't need any more. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I know. I couldn't handle it at all. Why is my phone blowing up when I'm recording? Because you're popular. So popular. Oh, jinx, ah. jinx. <laughs> okay, leave me alone, people. Yes, we got stuff to take care of. Back off. I know. Back off. We got important things to discuss. These were very important episodes, by the way. Yes, they were. And um, do we want to talk about what we did for the week first? Um, I finished... I, okay, for context for the viewers, our listeners, whoever the hell you are, um, <laughs> we had a fun weekend where we tried to watch the two Ewok movies, which I believe we discussed on the episode that no longer exists. <laughs> and uh, coincidentally, I had bought these on DVD on eBay at the start of the pandemic. And then more recently, they put them up on Disney Plus before we ever watched them on DVD. And I was like, God damn it, that was a waste of money. But we watched the DVD and we couldn't get through the second movie because they were terrible. But last night, with the help of some white wine, I got through the second movie and I was on my phone the entire time. And... How did it? Con- you can spoil and, it if you and, want to, because there's no way I'm going back and finishing that thing. N- no, you shouldn't, because <laughs> I don't remember what happened. Oh. Were you drunk? It's all a blur. Oh. I was not drunk. I was just not paying attention. But I'm going to count it. I'm going to count it as my having consumed that media. 
check that off your bucket list. Oh, yeah. Glad I spent $30 on the DVD on eBay. For a, a second, Austin, I didn't realize that you were talking about how you watched it a second time without Jacob and I and Leslie. And I was really confused because I was like, did we just like go back in time or something? Because I didn't remember watching this at all. I was like, what are you talking about? That was like two weeks ago. I forgot about it too. <laughs> I thought I fell into Whatever. a wormhole. For a I second. watched it last night. and To piggyback off that, I watched episode seven last night. The Force Awakens. Ooh. Yep. The, oh, the Force. Star Wars uh, seven. Oh. The Force begins to fade. I think it's what it's called. What do you think of Star Wars: The Force Awakens? I actually, I really liked it. I think they really kind of messed up, as you can see in the later episodes, that they had too much they were trying to do, and they didn't know where they were gonna go. So they just kind of put these really kind of cool characters out there, but they didn't. That's where they just their ideas ended. They didn't really have any kind of development plan for these characters in the future and i know a lot of people complain probably about that like the main weapon is just a copy of episode four with the death star but i actually thought that was really cool because if you look at the whole movie these the emperor here they're just posers so of course of course they're just going to copy whatever the original empire did so i didn't have a problem with them uh copying the death star in a way okay uh, before we continue, I just want to say Alex has not seen episode nine. Is that still correct, Alex? That is correct. Alex does not know the plot oh, of episode nine. <laughs> and and I am really excited for her to learn about it. Ooh, why? <sighs> something major no, happened? You can't know. Something relevant to your interest happens. Relevant yes. to my interests? Ooh. We need to have a movie night. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I would. Okay. Whenever, I can't wait for her to wherever. watch this either because. It, you need to read the book after you watch the movie because the movie fills in a lot of plot holes that occur in this movie. In. Yeah, and it book? it's so stupid. <laughs> Let me put it that way. It's kind of like stupid cool. There's so many books. Well, I know. There's a lot of books. You talk about the books that you've read, and I'm like, there's just so much supplemental media. It's oh, God. How do people have I'm, the time? I'm slowly, I'm slowly making my way through Legends. I I just got to the Ewok movies. <laughs> Well, thank God you're done with that. There are 20 No, the next is the Ewoks cartoon. Wait, wait, what? There's 22 Ewoks e- movies? No, no. no, I no, said no, no. Next is the Ewoks cartoon. <laughs> I'm talking about Legends. He's like a 20th of the way through Legends. There's, oh, okay. There's so much. Oh, my God. I could not handle 22 Ewok movies. <laughs> I could. Jesus I was going to say, I Austin, love it was nice knowing you, but you might die. You watched all those. God damn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll definitely have to make a, a movie night. Oh, I can't wait for you to watch it and let's talk about it on here maybe a little bit. It's going to be... Okay. I'll fill in some of the potholes for you if Austin doesn't, because it's uh, something else. But uh, anyway, um, besides Star Wars... Jacob, what do you... Go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think of Last Jedi? Because we might gain or lose some listeners from our opinions oh, on that divisive <laughs> movie. Because it's my favorite Star Wars movie. Suck it. You think so? You think it's your favorite? Uh, I mean, I think Empire Strikes Back is the best yes. movie. Yeah, okay. I think... The Last Jedi is Empire Strikes Back reimagined, and mm-hmm. it's my personal favorite. So you love the oh the okay. So you, the Last Jedi is like your favorite on par with Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Okay. I didn't have that many issues with the Last Jedi. I I just don't think it flowed well from the first movie. If that makes sense, like I think that 
the movie itself is fine, but I think they put too many dominoes up with the first one, and none of them really mm. kind of tipped over with The Last Jedi. Yeah, but I don't blame The Last Jedi for that. No, I don't blame it either. I think the movie itself, the plot and stuff, is actually fantastic. I think it's like a, almost like a little standalone movie in itself. It's yeah. a great movie. It just didn't flow, which makes sense because they switched directors. Mm-hmm. But, and then episode... I can't defend episode 9. No, I can't either. <laughs> no, there's no... No. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast about that one time, and they just kept going, what the hell is this? <laughs> Throughout the whole movie as they were watching it, they were just like, this makes no sense. Yeah, maybe history will redeem it, but I don't think so. <laughs> sorry, Alex. For yeah, sorry. No, that's but okay. I'm just... I. It's my own fault. I haven't seen it yet, so I know it's been plenty of time for me to watch it, but I will eventually, hopefully, get there. I hope there's a layover between Pokemon fans and Star Wars fans. I'm sure. <laughs> hopefully, we capture an audience with this. I think we all fall into the realm of, like, nerd. It's all the same kind of stuff. Yeah. As, truly terrified, as truly terrified as I am of the Pokemon fandom, the Star Wars fandom oh my. Like, makes me want to run up a tree and hide. <laughs> so let's not, let's not piss them off too much. Okay. Alex, how was your week? I've got one more thing. Oh, what was your thing? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Intervene. Did, have you guys ever seen Zoids? Yes. A long time ago. No. I'm actually rewatching that right now, and it's something else. Was that that was on Toonami or was it yes. a long time ago? Yep. Cartoon Network. I sometimes watch that. I only could watch it when I was over at my grandparents' house, but because we didn't have TV or well, cable TV. <laughs> uh, much like Pokemon, I remember when they were really advertising Zoids, and I, being a, a dickish little kid, was like, "You can't force me to like something." <laughs> you, you're a rebellious little kid. <laughs> I was just a hateful little creature. Okay, Austin, hot take. What do you feel about Yokai Watch? I really don't have an opinion other than I played the demo for the first game on 3DS, and I did not care for the gameplay, so I never continued. Fair. I also wasn't a child when Yokai Watch came out, so True. I had a different perspective. And I think I think we talked about this a long time ago when it first was coming here, and we were like, "Oh, okay, you know, that's interesting. Let's see how, how that goes. What happens with that?" But I think a lot of the puns, visual puns, their names, just it doesn't translate over here very well. So I think we're missing mm-hmm. out on a lot of stuff. But which is probably what Nintendo thought of the Pocket Monsters franchise when they first brought it over here. Which is funny to think about. Yeah. Well, it was immensely popular, but... I mean, it worked. I think... It was no Yokai Watch. Yeah, I think a lot of just the Yokai Watch monsters and things, it's just lost on the American audience. Yeah. I just don't like the art. Yokai is definitely a a Japanese thing with the culture and the stories that used to tell about the Yokai, and it just... Yokai is, like, strictly Japanese as far as cultural goes, and... We can relate to turtles and squirrels in America just as well as they can <laughs> in Japan. So that's probably why there was more of a connection there. Yeah. It took me a second to realize you were talking about Squirtle because I thought you were talking about Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, okay, what Squirrel franchise was there in America? <laughs> and I couldn't think of one. I only thought of Squirrel Girl. Rescue Rangers? She has yet. Uh, uh, no, Wait, they were Chipmunks. No. Chip- oh, they were Chipmunks? Oh. Yeah, Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. That was a great show. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Mm. Alvin and um, the Chipmunks. Was, yep. 
I don't know. Oh, they were also chipmunks. It's literally <laughs> right there in the title, Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> yep, I feel stupid. <laughs> I have a weird furry confession. Oh God, here we go. Oh, it's our furry segment of the okay, podcast, I, ladies and gentlemen. Two I really, I can't believe I'm saying this. Oh, God. As a child, I really found Chip and Dale in Rescue Rangers to be like appealing, like visually, and I only. Like, visually, because I only realized later, it's because one of them was dressed as Indiana Jones, and one of them was dressed as Magnum P.I. And, and 80s era Harrison Ford and Tom, is it Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck, yep. Tom Selleck, yeah, they can, they can, they can get it. What about the blonde? The blonde chipmunk? I don't know what she was supposed to be. I don't know either, but. Was she dressed as someone? Uh, you might want to Google that, but I remember being like, oh, you know, this is a good show. Anyway, I just like their designs, and later in life, I realized that the, the the actors they were based on, or rather, the actors whose characters their visual designs were based on, were both attractive hairy men, and I like that. So, what came first, Chippendale, the chipmunk characters, or Chippendales, the male dancing group? I have always wondered. I just that. want to know the connection. Is there one? What is it? There has to be a reading Chip there. Chip and Dale's, Chip and Dale, it seems coincident, like strangely coincidental to me. Mm-hmm. And that never really popped in my mind when I worked at Chip and Dale's. Oh my god. <laughs> I kind of just went with the flow and was like praying for good tips. Well. Money tip. Money tips. Uh, money tips. Apparently the girl Gadget. Gadget. Hack Rich or whatever. What's her name? Yeah. She was, her personality was based upon the inventive female character Jordan in the 1985 movie Real Genius, which I've never heard of. The other two pop culture references definitely hit harder than Jordan. Who the fuck is Jordan? <laughs> Jordan. You've completely lost me. I never watched this as a kid, so I'm like. I can't remember why I watched it. I think, I think honestly it was the, uh, like. What Austin was saying, like, the references they put in there for, like, a kid show was just cool. Um, okay, now I'm getting into the weeds. Apparently, <laughs> Chippendale was originally an English last name. It appeared as a term for a style of furniture that was associated with carpenter Thomas Chippendale in the 18th century. Precisely how it got applied to cartoons and male strippers, I do not know. That's what I was thinking it was tied to. I didn't know that. Um, okay, let's see the history of Chippendales, the male dancers. Oh, they're also named after the furniture. Oh, because you can sit on oh, it. I am the, on the Chippendales.com. So they're named after the about furniture? About Chippendales. Hey, girl, but there's a lot about Chippendales that you don't know. Here's a little taste <laughs> of their delicious history and some cool facts about how they came to be the most belo- one of the most beloved brands in women's entertainment. It was 1979 when the Chippendales first came on the scene, gyrating their ways into the hearts and laps of women everywhere. Jesus Christ. Uh, Los Angeles club owner Steve Banerjee started the Chippendales, naming them after the classic <laughs> Chippendale-style furniture that adorned the club where the guys first performed. Okay, so I wonder why Chippendale, the Disney characters, are named after those. Because it's probably That's Chip, like uh, Chipper. Or Chipmunk. Yeah, Chipmunk or, you know, whatever. And then Dale, I guess because it flows. Is that Patrick Swayze? Yeah, and that's uh, Chris Farley. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. Oh, my God. Okay, Alex, how was your week? <laughs> I don't know how I can follow that. But <laughs> I love the random talks. Um, Gosh, now my mind is blank. Um, 
I'm still on the Chippendales website. I don't Sorry. know. What did I... Get off of it. We need your focus. Plan a sexy rendezvous in your town or visit a new city so you can party with the Chippendales. Flaunt it, girl. I think the most interesting part of this is the fact that they're still a thing. Oh, they're going strong. The Chippendales? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how COVID affected all that. Huh. Virtual. They went to virtual stripping. Uh, possibly. That's really what they did. Hmm. Recruitment. Ooh. Don't do it, Austin. Chippendales is holding national auditions. Sexy and you know it? Fantastic. You've come to the right place. Chippendales is looking for hot new performers to join our legendary cast. Um, we are looking for men with the right physique, personality, and showmanship to join our team. Do you think I have any of those? Yes. I think you got it all. I think you should just go for it. Just put your name name as Channing Tatum. <laughs> and you're you're good to go. Alright, can do. And in the description, people refer to me as George Clooney sometimes because they get confused. I don't think George Clooney necessarily has a Chippendales physique. He's like old now. The older audiences. That's what I think you I think you'd have that's where you'd strive. This is regressive. I, <laughs> so Alex, how was your week? <laughs> Um, how was my week? Um, well, I didn't really do anything interesting. Um, God, what did I do? I washed my car and went to work and that's about it. I know, I live a boring ass life. I watched an anime all week, so I think we're on on par here as far as what we did for the week. I feel like you're judging me so bad right now. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I'm really not. No. I'm shaking my head at myself because I can't think of anything I did other than watch an Ewok movie. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was watching Solar Opposites. I got to the second season. And it's it's definitely better than the first. I'm only three episodes into it, but I'm enjoying it a little more. It's only a few episodes. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a big commitment, so. I will plug something real quick. If you really want something fantastic to watch, watch the Castlevania show on Netflix. Because season four is coming up. And, like, this is the last season that they're doing. You could probably watch it in three days, because I think each season's, like, eight episodes. And it is phenomenal. I have seen it. If I have no knowledge of the lore of Castlevania and I've never played any of the games, can I yes. get into it? Easily. There's no okay. barrier to entry there. It The voice acting is phenomenal. Story's phenomenal. It gets darker and darker as they go on. It's, yeah. All of my knowledge of Castlevania comes from Captain N, the Game Master. <laughs> Is it weird that I want to wait until like closer to October to just rewatch all the seasons? Isn't th- there's four, right? Four. Okay. There's going to be four. Maybe I'll just wait. Bowser says, "Do it now." Yep. Bowser Do it says, "Now." Yep. He'll start barking in a minute. <sighs> I guess we'll cut this part out too. <laughs> yeah, this is our transition. Now imagine the Route One music playing. Do 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 do. All right, so now we're going to begin to our episode summary challenge, where we give a quick summary of one of the episodes. And the catch of this is, we only have thirty seconds to complete the summary. Can we do it? Probably not. But hey, we're going to try anyway. What's the verdict, Austin? The verdict is I accidentally entered a spam website and nearly got malware on my computer. Whoops. You need a web root. Okay. The first episode, because I've lost track of how many episodes there are now. Uh, the Bubblesaur episode is Alex. Yay. The Charmander episode is Austin. The Squirtle episode is Jacob. 
<laughs> oh, okay. What are the t- names? The I don't remember. in the Hidden Village is episode okay. 10. Episode 11 is Charmander the Straight Pokemon. <laughs> and episode 12 is Here Comes the Squirtle Squad. All right, we'd heat it up. Alex, get ready oh God, to go. Okay, I'm feeling the I'm feeling the pressure. Here we go. All right, three, two, one. Go. Okay, in this episode, Ash and friends are in the forest and they've been lost for quite some time. And then all of a sudden, they see an Oddish and Misty and Ash are fighting over who's going to catch it. So then they try to catch it, but then Bulbasaur comes out and they find this village hidden with all these Pokemon in it. Team Rocket attacks, and Ash ends up catching Bulbasaur and it comes with them on their adventures and Bulbasaur's the best. He's number one. And Brock gets his heart broken for the first time. Done. Hooray. That was good. It was okay. With time left over. I could have talked more about Oddish and Bulbasaur but Austin was giving me the going. (laughs) (laughs) I was like wrap it up, wrap it up. There was a lot (laughs) happening in this episode. I'm trying. These, These are really hard. We need to come up with a system for what happens when we finish before the 30-second mark. I know. I was trying to fill some time in the end. I was like, well... Maybe we should just say, to be continued, and that's the end okay. of it. Okay. I think I should start we... writing out the uh, like actual making a summary that I can read off of, instead of just looking at my notes and... Uh, that you might gotta do it from memory. That's the I challenge know. part it's... of it. I know. Oof, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. All right, Austin, you ready? Yeah. Okay, and three, two, one... Go. Ash and friends find Charmander sitting on a rock, and they realize that it's probably waiting for someone, so they go to the Pokemon Center, where they find Damien, the evil Australian, <laughs> who um, abandoned the Charmander right there on that rock. And so they go back and they get the Charmander in the storm, so it won't die, then they bring it to Pokemon Center, and they heal it, but it still wants to stay with Damien, and it goes back to the rock, but in the end, Damien comes back for some reason, and, it's, and Charmander decides to stay with the twerps. But not Brock. Done. You have to go with Ash. That was great. Did you, <laughs> did you like that little the tin flash there? That helped some. That was very convenient. Thank you. Yep. I was just trying to help out. I'm a good guy. Trying to do you know. All right. Get ready to go, Jacob. For Squirtle. Here comes the Squirtle Squad. In three, two, one, go. So Ash and friends run across a bunch of crypts wreaking havoc on the town, and they're setting all these traps and stuff. But then Meowth. And then the Squirtle Squad finds Team Rocket, and Math convinces him to help Team Rocket by convincing him that he owns Jesse and James. And so they steal Ash, uh, Brock, and Misty, put him in a cave. Ash has to go save Pikachu because Squirtle Squad beat him up. He gets some stuff, comes back, sprays Pokemon- Pikachu with some mist. The Squirtle realizes now that Ash is a good guy, and they help him beat Team Rocket. Time. And- oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was I almost got there. Succinct. I had one little... One little plot left there for me, but that's about it. Which was the fire. Oh yeah, I, wait, what were you I did too. I did too. I was thinking Ash joining Squirtle. <laughs> I forgot about the fire. That little part. Should I have said Crips? Wait, so who are the Bloods in this scenario? <laughs> They're just blue. Aren't the Crips blue? I think so. That's the reason why I said Crips. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They are a gang. I mean, you know. They do call them a gang. I can't wait to get into that. All right, let's see Bulbasaur first, because he was number one. All right, episode 10, Bulbasaur in the Hidden Village. So what are your thoughts on this episode? Anybody want to kick it off? Um, this is the worst of the three. I agree. Oh, what? Yeah. Bulbasaur is my favorite starter. 
of the three, but he has the worst episode. Why do you say that? Um, I mean, we do get to know Bulbasaur's personality and all that, but I just didn't care for the conceit of the episode. Because I'm just going to say it. They were like, there's a hidden Pokemon village. No, there's a weird girl living in a log cabin by a tiny little pond. That's not a village. <laughs> it's a faux Pokemon center. Yeah. When the, um, with the Pokemon center like a mile down the road. An actual one, so. You mean the Charmander one? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a mile down the road, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's her name? Melanie? Melanie, yeah. yeah. Continuing our long streak of hitting the one-off characters. Fuck Melanie. Um, what? I... Melanie's a, cr- just like everyone else in Kanto, Melanie's a crazy person. Yeah, she's a lunatic. She, but we just hate everyone. <laughs> we do. We're cynical. She <laughs> sets up these traps that could kill someone. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. That damn bridge. First of all, what was the engineering behind the bridge? Because how did that collapse like that? Second of all, Rock could have easily died. <laughs> Falling off he, of that He thing. fell 300 feet. I actually put that in my notes. He fell at least 300 feet into a jagged, rocky valley. Yes, and then she waits alongside the river for Brock to be washed up so she can save him after she placed him in mortal peril. Yes. Oh, it's not meant to hurt people. <laughs> Who the fuck is it supposed <laughs> to hurt? <laughs> what the hell? Doesn't at one point she say that she sets the traps for trainers to prevent them from coming to this cabin in the woods? So presumably not everyone is as lucky as Brock. So if she's sitting there waiting for people, is does that mean she's like waiting for their bodies to just like wash downstream? Yes. What we don't see is the corpses yes. of Melanie's victims that's strewn what, throughout the uh, landscape. If you look it up, that's what she actually feeds the Pokemon to heal them. Jesus Christ. But she has committed murder, though, obviously. She definitely has killed someone. Yes, there have been people die. Because I think there's, like, you know the net that they get trapped in? There was no way for them to get out. They would have just sat mm-hmm. there. And then, I thought Bulbasaur was laying the traps, actually. I was really stupid. <laughs> and I was like, oh, how's this Bulbasaur laying on these traps? I forgot about Melanie. <laughs> well, I, was he laying the traps, or was he just hanging out? He was just hanging out. Yeah. And he would, like, see them just be like, Bobasar! Yeah. And walk away. And watch people die. I think he was just patrolling around, and then just walks away to leave them there. <laughs> Lordy. Because we gotta protect those precious Radita and Paris and, and whatever is there. Yes. Little weak-ass Oddish. Speaking of, like, Misty and Ash just presumably if Brock had not survived and they would just stay there in the tree for the rest of forever. Like, Brock comes over with his giant Bowie knife and cuts them down. And I was like, oh my god, have we ever seen, like, a knife like that? (laughs) There's a a lot of weaponry in these three episodes that um, we can talk about. But, yeah, he has, so he's, like, his jacket is actually just a survival vest. He has a knife, he has tools to heal pokemon he has food i mean it's just all there very versatile outfit that brock has on he has like a picnic table in that (laughs) basically that's somewhere and cast iron like cookware yeah he has like ceramic tea sets and stuff and like a coffee maker he's prepared anyway melanie i hated melanie um i hated her fucking voice Oh, no, I don't have the training to be a Pokemon doctor. Um, then why are sorry, you helping I, keep, him? I, keep, I don't have, I don't know why I do these stupid impressions that are so bad. Um, I quite enjoy she, them. Her goddamn outfit with the giant fucking bow on her hair and her like clashing red overalls. And is it 
her shirt that changes color throughout the episode. Uh, <laughs> well, she changes because the Pokemon probably, you know, use it on her or something. She's got, I mean. I didn't know you had such strong feelings about Melanie. I didn't until I watched this episode just last night or two nights ago and Melanie drove me crazy. He's a, he's a great judge of character. So if he says Melanie's shit, then she's probably it's shit. It's true. I mean, Melanie's murdering people. Yeah, she is murdering people. And she doesn't she's care about by, it. She's living by herself in, like, the wilderness, laying traps for people. And then she's like, oh, well, I guess you got caught in them. They worked. Hee! I guess you lived. <laughs> I guess you lived. You know, it's okay. Okay, the real question here is why the hell Misty wanted to catch an Oddish in the first place. That was um, my question. I mean, Oddish is cute. But she's a water type specialist. But they found it next to the water, and water's her specialty. No, okay. she said she was gonna catch it for Ash. No, I she didn't. Think... Yeah, she I thought she to did. Because uh, she said something about Ash tries to catch it, and she goes, "Hey, let me catch it for you. I have water type Pokemon. Grass is weak to water." And so she's no, like, "Let was... me weaken it for you." I think that you are thinking about the Charmander episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought, like, in this one, she says, hey, you know, grass is... Maybe maybe I'm confused. I don't know. I thought she said it this one. But grass is strong against water. Yeah. Never mind. I'm mis- I missed I up. I think that she <laughs> yeah. said that about Charmander, but that's okay. <laughs> Flub. Yeah, she, tr- she definitely tried to get that Oddish for herself. Did it distress anyone else to see Oddish drinking water with its mouth? Yeah. It had a tongue, and that was really the most weird part. I, there was a... L- it was like licking the Oddish water up cute, like a cat. But... <laughs> had some face distortion know. going on. I mean, I guess it makes sense that it would have a tongue, but... Well, maybe it doesn't make sense that it would have a tongue, but then... I don't know. It's a plant. It was weird. I've never thought of Oddish consuming food or water. Doesn't it just photosynthesize? Like, ugh, I don't know. I mean, it made me think of, like... If, like, a, a bush uprooted itself and <laughs> walked over to a spring and, like, suddenly it had a mouth and it was just gulp, 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 gulp. It's oh, a walking oh, bush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a little strange. The whole episode was kind of strange. Okay, I also wanted to note Bulbasaur jumps out. I got under where you going. <laughs> he jumps out and then they start to fight and then Ash brings out Butterfree and... <laughs> Somehow, Bulbasaur uses, like, gust or something. He, like, blows the sleep powder back into Butterfree's face, and that somehow affects Butterfree. And the whole thing just felt really weird to me. I thought you were going to talk about the weird animation on Bulbasaur's face as it used its breath attack. Well, because it was horrifying. Bulbasaur was super cute. Bulbasaur was ugly as sin in this episode. Yeah. It had some animation problems. Like, it's... Yeah eyes i think at one point they were like pure red and i was like what is this demon bulbasaur <laughs> this is not the bulbasaur that we know <laughs> this is not the bulbasaur i'd want but yeah, that didn't make any sense with the butterfree thing and then also like right after um bulbasaur hops out ash pulls out the pokedex of course and it says scientists have a really hard time classifying bulbasaur as either a plant or an animal okay but bulbasaur i can see drinking water yes so i like an oddish so I think it's more animal than plant. <laughs> yeah, we have that animal crossover here. Like, are Pokemon technically animals, or we, we're kind of in that gray area? Uh, in my personal opinion, I think Bulbasaur is an animal. It says it was born with the seed on its back, or that it gets planted on its back or something. So it's an animal first, and then the seed grows independently. I don't know. I think it's an animal, but... I think so, too. 
That's weird. But then Oddish has to be a plant. <laughs> There's no way Oddish is an animal. It's literally a root thing, but it has a tongue, so it's I don't like know. It's like a radish. <laughs> Ew, imagine a root having like a tongue sticking out of the ground. Blah, 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 blah. Ew. Sounds like a scary movie. Okay, we have to note that surprised Pikachu is from this episode. <laughs> That's Did it. Did y'all notice him? Yes. Oh, I didn't. What part was that? It's when Bulbasaur first comes out. Or oh I think it gosh. runs away, and Pikachu is surprised Pikachu in the background. I missed it. Oh, God. I have to go back now and watch it again. Oh, I like this note. I said, Melanie should be the star of a Home Alone movie. <laughs> That's pretty good. She's pretty crafty with the traps. <laughs> I think... Okay, uh, I don't... Go ahead, Alex. No, sorry. You go. Oh, I was just saying, Brock's like really... I think this is the episode. Maybe. Let me see. Brock's like really violent this episode. Oh, yeah. With uh, there's some There's a lot of inappropriate handling of conflict from Brock this episode. Oh, yeah. He was like smothering Misty. He... He, he punches her in the oh, skull. Yeah, he punches her two times in the head. And then he slaps her. I think he like I think he repeatedly he I think he repeatedly like hits her or something like that. Like three or four times he he elbows her, he punches her. I mean he... Okay, I wrote a note down here. I think <sighs> Missy was like straight up abused by Ash and Brock this episode. There was a <laughs> there was a part where she's sitting there having this heart to heart conversation with Oddish. And she's, like, really upset, and she's like, I'm really sorry, I didn't realize that you were hurt, and I just wanted to, like, catch you and be friends with you, but, you know, am I becoming heartless? Like, I'm worried I'm becoming heartless. And then Ash runs over, and he's like, you were always heartless. That's a good fucking burn, though. And <laughs> she's good burn. like, mind your own business. But she, he, like, runs out of nowhere, he runs over to her, and just starts verbally attacking her i'm like excuse me she's having a character development moment and you're just shitting all over her i'm way more concerned about brock like thrashing her like a rag doll and he's presumably a few years older than her anyway and you right know, he's like five years older i think like physically much bigger and stronger than her and he's like beating the crap out of her dropping the people's elbow on her all she was doing was being a typical like preteen girl like oh my god did you tell her that you loved her and all this stuff missy was actually on fire this episode she had a lot of good one-liners especially towards brock (laughs) she was being cute and i think both times she even said something she was pretty much out of earshot of melanie in the first place so Mm -hmm. i don't know why he was getting all crazy brock and missy are the complete inverse of what we will know them as later because brock is all shy and stuff and not like sexually harassing a girl um like he usually does or punching or them later <laughs> um well he does physically harass misty but yeah you know that um misty instead of being the one to be the physical aggressor and grabbing him by the ear and stretching it three feet and pulling him away instead she's the one being like yeah you like a girl um <laughs> which is the inverse of what she'll do and i mean brock is straight up attacking her yeah he's a bully really and speaking of bullies, Bulbasaur was kind of a bully, too, because during this whole part where Misty was having her moment and Ash runs over, accusing her of being heartless, Bulbasaur then flies in out of nowhere and tackles her to the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? She's just being, like, <laughs> beaten up left and right by all these characters. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, she's definitely the, uh, I don't know, like, taking it on the nose this first part of the series. Like, they're, 
she's constantly harassed. She's hit. She gets left behind by Brock and Ash repeatedly. Like, they just walk off and expect her to just trail behind, you know? Like, come with us. You got no roads to go. Okay, let's not forget that Missy herself is also physically attacking people. Because is it the next episode that she kicks Brock oh. in the face? Oh, oh well, yeah, yes. she does. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, continuing on in, like, uncharacteristic traits of the characters, Ash, he's still having his little tantrums. Like, I think early on, he was when Bulbasaur gets away, um, he's like, oh, it's not fair. I want it. And he's, like, stamping his foot. Oh, that was he cute. Didn't catch oh, yeah. I'm like, Ash is being a little jerk. <laughs> and those eyes. I really like them being little brats. <laughs> I do <laughs> too. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love I them mean, pitching it, fits and just getting pissed at each other the whole time. It's like, oh, I want it. it. Does I want make it. Makes sense. I mean, they're young children who don't know, you know, which way is up half the time. But let me see. Oh, Team Rocket. This episode makes an appearance. I hated Team Rocket in this episode I did, too. I did too. They're kind of okay. They yeah. They were fine when they were falling into Melanie's murder traps. Uh, that was funny, and they're they're jealous that, that of her. That was fun. They're yeah. like they're like, well, look at her. She knows how to set traps, and they're like getting pissed at themselves. But I hate their weird. They called it a floating stadium. Okay, I had the same note. I said, what What was that stadium thing even supposed to be? What is it? And it's like enormous. It is it's huge. Like a UFO. I'm like. Is it hollow on the inside? I mean, a hose comes out of it. I'm, I thought it was like, a bounce house. To... Like a, I thought it was like a giant bounce house that they found somewhere. And they were like standing on top of it as it flew through the air. Yeah. And Meowth says something like, don't forget, I put the balloons on it or something. And I'm like, what is this thing even supposed to be? It was just really out of place <laughs> for the scale of this episode. I feel like they could have achieved the same effect with just like, a the cage or something or a bal- yeah whatever yeah that was uh they were something else with <laughs> that stadium i was like this is stupid <laughs> anyway okay melanie on to my melanie yes i got to go there those too. pokemon i mean she's they all looked fine that none of them looked like they had any injuries or suffering or anything debilitating going on but then she says it she's like yeah i just heal them and they don't want to leave i can't get rid of them she wants to get rid of them. She's like, they need to go. Get, take this Bulbasaur. Get it out. Yeah, I'm sick of them being safe. Let's. I want them to get hurt again. It's too safe here for them. They need <laughs> to go. That's exactly what she says. She goes, it's too safe here. They won't grow strong unless they fight. I got that. You just you brought them there. I, I don't know. Seems like she just wanted to get rid of her responsibility. Where is she finding these Pokemon anyway? Bulbasaur She's brings living by them. herself. Like, okay. They fall into her traps and are injured. And she... <laughs> There's, them to help. there's two nets, okay? There's two nets, and one of them has a Pokemon in it, and one has a, a trainer in it. She frees the one with the Pokemon in it, and lets the trainer just sit up there and rot until, you know, goes by. Because that's where the she's at. The real question is, when she found Brock, why didn't she just, like, kick him in the face and let him drown instead of saving him? What's that movie with Kathy Bates? And, um, she t- misery. misery. I was expecting, like, a misery moment. Like, they walk in on Brock, and he's tied to the bed in her cabin, and she's just like, whoa. Oh. Whoa, boy. Yeah, I wanted to go there. That's where I wanted this to go. But so, it's a kid's cartoon, it, so no. Any, any, well, anyone have any <laughs> last thoughts on the Bulbasaur episode? Because I don't think we have much to say about it. I do have one thing, but I wanted to save it for the standout quotes. Okay, great. I have so many quotes from this episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we're on for our quote of the episode? 
It is Austin Alex Jacob, so I go first. Oh, God. Oh, damn it. I'm last. Um, oh, please don't take the one I was going to say. <laughs> okay, I have two Misty quotes. Well, okay, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do the Ash quote that you're thinking of, I'm sure. Oh, I know. You know what it's going to be. You know. Okay, I'm going to give a line to Misty. Um, I'll take one line from Misty, and I'll say her lo- others later. The first one is Ash says, who says we're lost? And Missy's response is, listen, genius, if you don't know where you are or where you're going, that means you're lost. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, oh Alex. <laughs> I love the bickering in this episode. Like, Ash and Misty have a, a good dynamic. She just, she claps back sometimes. But I know you know the quote I'm going to pick. And it's when they're in the tree and Ash is like, Gee, I wonder what happened to Brock. Maybe the river carried him far away, all the way to the ocean. Then some pirates spotted him and brought him aboard their ship. And one of the pirates has a wooden leg. And then Misty's like, you have a crazy imagination. And then Ash kind of looks at her a little, like, shady-like. And he's like, and then came the storm. (laughs) Gets me every time. I love it so much. That was a classic Ash moment. That was the highlight of all the episodes we've watched so far for me. I, that was pretty Is good. Is that the episode title? Then came a storm. Then came, then a, storm. came a storm. I love it. <laughs> then Brock says, ahoy! Oh my god, could you imagine if we had a spinoff where Brock became a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> like on the Orange Islands, you just see him go by on a ship with crossbones. <laughs> oh like... <laughs> my gosh. That was the highlight for me. <laughs> All right. I think my my quote is um I think Misty throws out Starmy or something like that and for a battle or something. I can't remember what it is. What she's doing, but she goes, "Yeah, that's the way to spray." And that's my Is that when she was fighting Oddish at the beginning? Yeah. She goes, "Yeah, that's the way to spray." It's <laughs> just such a weird thing to say for <laughs> Like she Poor goes, "Okay, I've got it." I have more Misty quotes. <laughs> um when Missy falls in the hole and Ash says, Ash says, <laughs> That's going to happen every episode. I know. Ash says, Wow, how'd you get down there? And Missy says, I fell down. How else? <laughs> oh, um, when Missy is having her confession to audit, she says, Melanie told me your old trainer got rid of you. Was it really because they thought you were too weak? Like, kicking that damn thing when it's down. <laughs> yeah. All right, I that's mean, all I got. To be fair, Oddish was sort of responsible for Misty getting her butt kicked this episode by yeah multiple times i have an ash quote that's uh when pidgeotto comes in and he i think he blows team rocket away and then they get done and ash just goes god i just had the wind knocked out of me Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're on fire with these puns (laughs) they are it's great episodes i left i left more as an adult than as a child watching these you know, whatever poor person working for four kids doesn't have any context for any of this nonsense. They're just like, I'm just going to put in as many puns as I possibly can. It's certainly entertaining. All right. Now let's talk about our most viable player and our least viable player. Austin, what's the, uh, what you got with the randomizer? Jacob Alex Austin. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so my, hmm. So my MVP is going to be, uh, Bulbasaur. Because I know he he may seem a little weird at times with his animation. It may seem crazy. But I think it's really cool how he was out there trying to protect the Pokemon if they were weak. And, I don't know, just risking his life to make sure that every Pokemon was safe in that forest. And I really appreciate him. 
And I'm not going to choose the LVP that someone else is going to pick, so I'm going to choose a different one. And my LVP is going to be uh, Brock. Because Brock was really kind of a dick this episode. The way he hit Misty, and then <laughs> he kept trying to hit on Melanie the whole time, and she kept rejecting him, and he kept coming like just a little bit further each time. He's like, you know, I'd love to stay here. I mean, this is really great. Which also shows he's really quick to ditch Ash and Misty. He mm-hmm. doesn't really care about them, which means he's also a dick for that. Which he will do. Yes, he will do that. And so that's my MVP and LVP. Okay. Um, so I guess the MVP that I picked for this episode was Misty. Mm. Because it was her battle initially with Oddish that ultimately set off this whole domino effect of Ash getting Bulbasaur. And Bulbasaur is really great. And it's also my favorite starter. So I was like, okay, I have to thank Misty for kind of setting this in motion but i really felt bad for her too because she got just beat like all to hell this episode and she really didn't do anything wrong i don't know why they were like being so mean to her but and then my lvp is the obvious choice i'm sorry austin it's melanie for her complete psychopathic behavior (laughs) like setting traps (laughs) and killing unsuspecting people Without, I mean, how does she even know that any trainers pass through are actually there to catch Pokemon? They just are walking through, minding their own business, and then they fall to their death over like a five hundred foot gorge. It's straight out of a like a horror movie is where they get it from. It's like you know, Wrong Direction Five, Melanie Strikes, or you know, or something like that. I mean, Team Rocket were looking for the quote unquote village. Oh, that's true. So too. maybe Mel- Melanie needs to stop at those traps and just be like, post like. A signpost or something saying like there's not a village i'm just taking care of some sick caterpies go on your way you're fine don't attack me with a giant stadium or to add a more sinister perspective to this what if melanie's the one that's perpetuating the myth of a village to lure people in <laughs> that's great and then killing them <laughs> i love that so much i want that to be canon <laughs> okay all the characters that they say they're never they're gonna see again samurai joe seymour they they're ended up in melanie's traps <laughs> they go to the village well, can we make that a She's verb like, like what happened to that they character villaged. they got villaged <laughs> they <laughs> I'm serious, like, what if she's out there spreading rumors of this village, like, come and rest your tired bones, you've been walking in the forest for weeks, you know, come and just relax on our, you know, peaceful forest village, and people are like, oh, that sounds really great, and then they try to go there, and then she's straight up murdering them. Honestly, take Melanie's irritating voice and take her terrible clothing She's straight up a villain in a horror movie. Uh, yes, just exactly. Completely unchanged. <laughs> she's that creepy old lady that, like, she's Jason's mom from the first one. Oh, come to this, come to this camp. We're gonna have a lot of fun. There's a lake. It's called Crystal. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, and then there's a. It's it's Friday the Thirteenth. It, it just clicked. This episode you. is the original Friday the Thirteenth with Jason's mom killing the kids because they try to help her out. This, this the dwarfs are so lucky they got away yep, with it. They are so. <laughs> they almost died. <laughs> she puts on this this sweet innocent like yep. forest girl act. Like I'm, I'm just here to help the sick Pokemon. I'm here to help you. Do you want some help, yeah. little boy and girls? Okay, Don't y'all can fall for it. Y'all are gonna be shocked by my MVP. Ooh, okay. It's Melanie. Oh my god. <laughs> for one reason only. Now I really have an appreciation for her because of our discussion of her. Okay. But 
she insisted that Bulbasaur go with Ash, and I thank her for that, because otherwise we would not have had Bulbasaur. So we owe her a debt of gratitude. First, for not murdering Brock in his sleep, and second, for <laughs> also letting Bulbasaur escape from his dark, dark past. <laughs> My LVP is going to be the one who I always pick, which is Starmie. Oh, poor Starmie. <laughs> Starmie. Way to spray, uh, Austin. Way to spray. Yeah, first for that line, because that was horrible. At <laughs> least <laughs> you didn't uh, say way to squirt. <laughs> Starmie's not the one that said that line, in all fairness. but True, but but Starmie doesn't have a face, so it can't say anything. It got its gem handed to it again, but... Yeah, that's why it loses yet again. It actually was doing pretty good at first, when it was beating Oddish. Then Bulbasaur came and hit it down in one hit. So even though Bulbasaur is awesome, Starmie loses for me yet again. It could beat a radish, but not actual Pokemon. Starmie just exists to suffer, destroyed. (laughs) It kind of is weird that she has Staryu and Starmie anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, just stick with Staryu and Goldeen and the later Pokemon that she gets. But I mean, that's what happens. (laughs) I know. I think they realize she's gonna abandon Starmie. (laughs) I know, they realize it later. I mean, it's just not... They did a really weird thing where they, like, had the evolutionary forms kind of weaker than, like, the base forms. It's bizarre. Yeah, and the Especially first... Especially Starmie could have been cool. Could have been, like, using, like, attacks, like Thunderbolt. Yeah. Psychic. See, that would have been cool for Misty to have a water Pokemon that could do other stuff. Yeah. But nope. That would be too OP, and they couldn't give the girl character that much power. Well, that's probably it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, are ready to move on to the, uh, what's the next one called? Charmander the Stray Pokemon? This one was your favorite, wasn't it, Austin? Oh, yeah. How'd you know that? <laughs> oh. You said it. Oh, I did? Yeah, you yeah, did. Earlier. Oh, I don't know what I'm saying half the time. I don't either. I'll just blurb. This is easily the best of the three. So mm-hmm. you want to kick it off? Jacob disagrees. I think it's definitely the most emotional. Fair. I live for the drama. There was certainly a lot in this episode. I put some... I can't remember why I put this, so y'all refresh my memory, because you have a better memory than I do. I put, this is a really violent cartoon. Because Tormenta was dying? Maybe so. Did someone get hit at the beginning? I can't remember why I put this. Misty kicked Brock in the face? Maybe that's why. Yeah, I I put, they are lost again, go figure, and this is a really violent cartoon. I put Violet in my notes, but I meant to say Violet cartoon. It is an Indigo League. There you go. Oh. Okay, can I just say that Misty makes the comment at the very beginning where she's like, we've been stuck in this forest looking for Vermilion City for 10 whole days. So they've been that in the since, forest. That's since the Misty episode they've been in the forest for 10 whole days? The, yeah, Are we I'm not assuming, counting Pokemon Tech and all that? I would assume no. I would assume since the... Well, they were lost at the beginning of the Bulbasaur episode, so maybe that was like a day or two mm-hmm. that they were like wandering around. So it's at least been, what, seven or eight more days of them wandering around? Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, they really are lost. <laughs> Don't Where's have- our flow chart? Well, they're really lost because Ash says, let's go to Route 24 to go to Vermilion City. Route 24, as we know, does not go to Vermilion City. It goes to Bill's little house. Yeah. Bill so they're going I- north when they should be going south. south. <laughs> no wonder they're fucking lost well, Jesus. there's actually a, a joke to that that they do and they talk about how they have a co- compass and the compass always points north in one of the episodes so I think that's how they're getting mixed up because they're so, going north instead of south Yeah. no one knows how to read a compass then yes no one knows how to read a compass 
In all fairness, I would expect a bunch of children to get lost in the woods. So, how many, like, kind of going and continuing the theme of, like, dying Pokemon trainers, how many young trainers do you think actually do die, like, wandering around the wilderness? Just um, well, they, I think they, they pass out yeah, when they, they lose a battle, out. and they wake up in the Pokemon Center. And they lose How? money. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no free health care. So, are there, like, Abras patrolling every route, like, <gasps> coming across knocked out trainers and then just teleporting them to save I like to think <laughs> it's, it's, like the, um, it's like the Truman Show. There's just video cameras everywhere, and everyone's just watching these kids go through the forest and watch their misadventures, and it's, like, entertainment for the adults, but actually adversity for the children. That's very Hunger Games. Yeah. Very Hunger Games. <laughs> I can't wait so Jesus. Okay, let's get into the Charmander vault. Charmander's so cute. Char- oh my god, it's adorable. Charmander's great. That's my favorite starter. Oh, really? I mean, I see from the anime why Charmander was the most popular one, because it's the cutest being depicted. Mm-hmm. And it has the saddest story. So Ash made a comment early on in this episode, and he said something like, I guess it's when they first come across it sitting on the rock, and he said he was disappointed for not getting a Charmander from Oak, but I went back to refresh my memory, and his first choice when he was at the lab was Squirtle. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, why? I think it changes daily. So... <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's just like... Was Charmander his second or third pick after Squirtle? I wish I had everyone but this Pikachu. Well, I mean, it obviously wasn't his first choice. His first choice was Squirtle, then it was Bulbasaur, and then Charmander. Oh. So I was like, Sorry, oh. Sorry, Charmander. Poor Charmander. Third place there, but... Okay. If we take a Charmander, because the, the theme of this episode is Charmander's tail flame going out. If we take a Charmander and we dip its tail in a bottle of water, will the flame go out? Or is the flame indicative of its overall health and it won't... It's not like you put out the flame and it dies. It's the flame is a symbol of how Charmander's doing. Water, I think if you dunked its tail in water, it would die. Okay. Because they, I don't think, maybe they were just ignorant, but they really try to cover its tail when it's raining to make mm-hmm. sure that the water didn't, you know, put it out. So I think maybe if you put it in the water, I think that would kill it. I'm inclined to agree just because Charmander was actively trying to shield its own tail. With a leaf. With a leaf from mm. the rain. So, yes, I think that apparently even naturally occurring water can kill it. Okay. Also, dick trainers can kill Charmander too, so. <laughs> Damien. Oh, God. That's a Damien's fitting a name. Classic. Damien's a classic character. <laughs> so, there was one part in this and i thought it sounded strange so i went back and actually looked this up but when they're sitting in the pokemon center and damien's there with his like gang or posse of other jerk kids um he said that charmander could not beat the weakest opponents he just said weakest opponents and then brock is over there separate talking with ash and misty and says something like it may be weak against water pokemon but if a trainer works hard with it it can be strong so I was like, well, why the hell did he just start talking about water-type Pokemon that wasn't even mentioned? But apparently in the original Japanese version, Damien says it lost to a Poliwag. Oh. And oh. that is why he mentioned specifically water types. and Because it made no sense to me. I was like, what? So I that, don't know why they changed that. That's awesome. Good research. That's, that's interesting. Really Good cool. trivia. I yeah. didn't know that. 
Awesome. Yeah. Because I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why is he specifically calling out water types? I mean, yes, fire types are weak, but yeah, apparently that was the reason. Hmm. That's it interesting. Lost to a polymorph. I really like the dynamic of the twerps getting to kind of like a fight fight with Damien's posse and Nurse Joy having to break it up. It was saying like, you know the rules, you can't, no fighting for personal grudges or something like that. And I thought that was really neat. It, that contradicts earlier fights, doesn't it though? I'm trying to think of when they have a personal grudge fight. I think they, AJ. I know they definitely do later on. Isn't AJ kind of a personal fight? That's what I was thinking. And then maybe Samurai? Because Samurai doesn't say like, hey Ash, your Pokemon is weak, or I think your Pokemon are weak. He says, Ash, you're weak. Hmm. Well, I guess Ash is just not a very ethical trainer. <laughs> We're starting I mean, to draw lines. Nurse Joy wasn't there. Nurse Joy wasn't there yeah. to stop those We're fights. We're starting to <laughs> draw like ethical boundaries to Pokemon and battles because I think they started to realize their mistake with having animals fight. <laughs> so they're, so they're, maybe they're trying to draw some barrier here about like, oh, okay. <laughs> I would argue we're already kind of there because they, I've already figured out it's better. Okay, in a world where these creatures appear to have some level of sentience, it makes more sense for Ash to have a personal connection to these Pokemon before they voluntarily elect to join him. Yeah. So I, we're kind of getting that as of now, and I like that way a lot better because I think it more, makes more sense. Because you're going to be with this thing for the rest of its life, mm-hmm. essentially. So it makes sense to have a kind of like an adoption more than a taking it from its natural environment kind of situation. I guess that's why Team Rocket's always portrayed as the bad people. They just steal Pokemon and then make them fight. Or I guess that's the reason like we go back to AJ and they were talking about how the Pokemon willingly go along with his abusive methods because they want to. Maybe they kind of slice that up for the anime or the US version at least. I don't know. It's probably the same way in the Japanese. But that is a good point about the Pokemon willingly fight. I guess they really have to push that just to make it safe. Right. And presumably you can't force them to do anything they don't want to do. Yeah. And they do show that with Pikachu, too, refusing a battle. And then Ash just Ash doesn't, like, throw him in. Ash goes, oh, you're letting me down, Pikachu. And then just chooses another Pokemon. He did it again in this episode. Yeah. yeah. When they thought the giant rock was a creature. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> Pikachu punks out. He's like, this Damn, looks Pikachu. like a giant Pokemon. Pikachu, do something. And Pikachu's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. All right, I'm going to head out. Can I... my The main gripe that I had with this episode, this is my biggest point I wanted to make. The fact that this entire episode, the focus was on Brock. Mm-hmm. And how much Brock cared about this Charmander. He did the most for this Charmander. <laughs> he physically, you know, inserted himself into that, you know, posse of people you know grab damien by the collar you know Mm. he was very invested in in this charmander and then at the end he was just like you can have it ash and i was so upset and ash himself is like why yeah like (laughs) yeah you care about it (laughs) the entire time like brock is sitting there thinking about it we had this whole montage of him like wistfully staring out the window like you know hang on charmander like all this stuff and then he just gives it up like that's a weird decision to make why do that it bothers me so much and you know why i thought it might be the case i think the writers did not well obviously ash is the main character charmander and by proxy charizard is the most popular and it would sell the most merchandise. So they probably didn't realize Brock was going to stay around 
So they wanted to give it to the character they knew was going to stay consistent. That leads to the question, why have an episode all about Brock in the first place? I don't have a clue. That's a weird decision. Technically, yes. They could have just had Ash be the one who cared so much about Charmander, but... Right. Yeah, it, it, it contradicts the next episode, too, a little bit. What do you mean? Well, we'll get too much, but like with the like the caring for the Squirtle and like Pikachu, like I, I guess this was just them just trying to have Brock's moment to shine, but it doesn't make sense. Like Il said, he just like he like when he pulls off his coat to run Charizard back, or Charmander back to the Pokemon Center, no one else does it, but Ash does it after he sees Brock doing it. Mm. You know, so Brock is yeah, like you said, Brock's the forefront of saving this Charmander. No one else really kind of seems to care, but. They just dip out at the end. It's weird. Wasn't there wasn't there even a moment where Brock said, "We gotta go get that Charmander," and Ash just like, ah, "Just just leave it yeah. there." Yes, it's not our problem. Well, they were. He goes, "Maybe the trainer." He thinks Damien. He's like, "Maybe Damien will change his mind or something like that." He throws, oh, something like out there. Like, maybe oh yeah, the trainer, you're right. Maybe the trainer will go back and get it. And Brock's like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna fucking go get this Pokemon." That's what we're gonna do. It just really bugged me. I'm like. <sighs> It's Brock. still my favorite episode, despite that weird part. He just gave it up so easily, and he's like, well, you know, you have it, Ash, and... This is contrary to the Brock that we know who catches a Zubat off screen. <laughs> and just catches it. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, he just wants that for no reason. Do they do anything when the Sparrow come? Who's the... Ash? Yeah, Ash throws another okay. rock at another Sparrow. Yeah. So Ash does do a little defensive stuff for Charmander there, I guess. Yeah. The point Brock makes is specifically, ah, well, you were holding the coat over its tail when we were running with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not a reason. <laughs> <laughs> you were protecting... You, the- Tra- Brock, you were holding the damn Charmander. <laughs> I think Brock wanted to play the fake hero, and he was like, okay, I'll just pretend to try to save Charmander to impress Joy, and only cover its body knowing its tail will go out. Oh, maybe, no. Maybe Brock's evil. We have to give Brock more credit. I think they did him really dirty in that episode, I though. think so, too. Yeah. And going back to the Spiro... Apparently the Spiro are the vultures of the Pokemon universe. Because Charmander was going to die. Oh my die. god, that is... <laughs> so they're waiting for him oh, to just die. And they're just going to well, eat the corpse of the Charmander? Oh, I didn't, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh, that's why they were watching. But why did they attack it when it wasn't dead yet? Well, vultures, vultures do that, do that too. Do, do they really? Yeah, they'll like nick and pick. If oh. they see something suffering, they'll try to end it quicker so like oh. they can eat it. Which, I mean, I guess you actually do need that for the, like, ecosystem, but... Yeah, I'm pro-vulture. I'm pro-vulture. And possum. <laughs> it's really funny that you mentioned that, because I noted the same thing. I said, were the Spiros trying to eat Charmander like vultures? Question mark. Y'all are totally right. They totally were. <laughs> That's a good point. I was just like, oh, Sp- Spiros are assholes. I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> They are the turkey vultures or vultures of the universe. They're sitting there huddled all together. They're kind of circling it. They're like, dinner time. I like how Ash went real quick from, I'm going to catch each and every one of you Spiros to, there's nothing here but Spiros. Yeah, that's right. He gets pissed pretty quick. Over the course of 10 episodes. To to change it up a little bit, we do kind of get a an intro into what the actual Pokemon Center is like, like the dichotomy of the Pokemon Center. Because we do learn that there is like an ICU, an ER, there are different sectors of the Pokemon Center. And also, they have that cute little mm-hmm. thing for Charmander to put its tail on. I was again wondering what Nurse Joy was doing with that thing. Like, what was her procedure this time? She had a bunch of like life vital monitors on it, and she had like a, what do you call that, breathing mask thing yeah. on it? 
was she just making sure that it was like you know breathing and warm and in a comfortable space and then she has that like um incubator for it as well oh yeah that she puts it in like after she realizes that it like the stuff she's doing isn't helping she kind of puts it in like this like this is the last resort right here this like bubble to let it breathe and if it doesn't work then throw it out for the sparrow jesus (laughs) continuing through the episode i like how team rocket was mostly absent and i say this as someone who likes team rocket i like how they only came in at the very end when we needed some sort of conflict yeah um, to prove that charmander had you know had learned flamethrower and had worth as a battler (laughs) had worth (laughs) as a battler (laughs) for damien to want to get it back and for it to defiantly um defy him defiantly defy him so I liked how they just, they waited until the right moment to pop up, and they were only in, like, that one sequence. Team Rocket is really weird this episode, because we do learn a lot about them as well. So obviously, they just get money from the Rocket headquarters, or Giovanni, and just buy stuff, not knowing what it does. Because James is like, what does this thing do? And Jesse's like, I don't know, it's just called, uh, whatchamacallit. The way they name their weapons is after whatever they're trying to catch. Because I think James pulls out a weapon, and he goes, this is my anti-Pikachu bazooka. And it's just rubber balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty stupid and funny. <laughs> I mean, they were fun this episode. I really liked um, them hiding behind the trees and the giant robot still in the middle of the pathway as the twerps are 20 <laughs> feet away. Yeah. And she like presses like a walkie-talkie thing and it retracts. And it moves five feet and it just settles down. And it's like, how could you not see that? It's not. And then the twerps immediately walk onto screen after that. It's like... I want to know about the physics of that bubble thing. Like, they shoot the red bubble thing out, and it, like, somehow turns in midair and, like, follows Pikachu around. And it's also very heavy-duty, because it's not a conductor. It's flame-retardant, and apparently it doesn't matter if it gets wet or whatever, probably. But, because remember, like, Charmander blasts them with probably 1,000-degree flames, and Pikachu's just fine, because he's inside that rubber ball thing whatever the kind of material they used then damien also was hiding behind the bushes a few feet down from team rocket watching the whole thing i'm not sure why he was there i wanted to know that also i said where did damien come from he like pops up like he like pans up from the ground oh hey that's a nice that's a nice job there charmander all right let's let's all let's all do our damien oh no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh boy, crikey there, Charmander, you're a good you're a good Pokemon after all. I'll think I'll take you. So, I left it on some rock in the woods. Ha! I can't do was, it. Was he just like following Ash around the whole time? Like waiting for him to come upon Charmander and just like train it himself? Because he says something like, Oh look, I didn't even have to train it either. <laughs> he does say so, that. <laughs> he was waiting for somebody so basically he was following them because he was waiting for somebody to like train it. Or did he I just guess. stumble across it? I mean, admittedly, if I had seen that Team Rocket nonsense going down, I also would have, like, gotten behind a bush and been like, what is going on over here? <laughs> I'll let this sort itself out. Then I'll just maybe head on or stick, get some remnants. Who knows? I'm glad Damien never shows up again. Yeah, Damien... he does. Damien brings in another weird point, too, with, like, how Pokemon can reject their owners, and that's how they get new owners. Because mm-hmm. I don't know that, how that works. Does anyone have any thoughts about how, like, does the Pokemon reject the trainer and then it's free or is this like a harry potter situation where like like dobby has to serve the trainer until there's some sort of code that's broken i don't know pokeball mechanics time pokeball mechanics time Ooh, i did want to mention that Ooh, do it go for it um so my question is when 
they first come upon Charmander and Ash is trying to catch it the first time he throws it Charmander smacks it physically back to Ash and then Brock is like it doesn't seem like it's in a good place to battle or something like that you know try the Pokeball again (laughs) and so because they wanted to take it to the Pokemon Center I guess so he tries it again and this time it actually hits Charmander opens up you know he turns into light goes in the Pokeball but then he pops back out so was that because Charmander willfully wanted to pop back out because Brock makes a comment of something to the effect of like oh he still has some spunk or something or was it the fact that he was already registered to another pokeball and that's why he popped back out I I think maybe they intended the latter but I interpreted it as the former in that it seemed like it no longer had a registration to Damien's pokeball and that's why it was able to go into the ball Ash's ball and it was able to pop out even though it was in a weakened state because of its sheer determination to stay on that rock. Okay. That makes me think in yeah. the game in the game when you're battling someone and you try to catch a Pokemon, doesn't the trainer swat it away? In Gen One, yeah. Okay, so we don't oh, just in Gen One? I don't know if they I don't know how it works in later games. Okay, because we never gems. actually see like if a Poke, like if a Pokemon was left alone and you try to call it or try to catch it try to call it try to catch it, what would happen? in the game i think the trainer just swats it away or something like that not in the game no okay i don't think so i know in the anime later when you try to catch pokemon that has a pokeball already like the red light hits it and it just bounces dissipates. off just dip, yeah. Dips, yeah. dips away okay yeah so that's what made me think that damien actually released charmander right. wasn't actually his pokemon anymore because he was able to be you know be digitized into the light beam and then like go into the ball Plus, it went and got captured in Ash's Pokeball later anyway. Yeah. Without, yeah, without... Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Damien did not actually sit there and release him. So, so I guess he was able to catch him. It's at the trainer's consent if the Pokemon has to stay or not. Because there is an episode further down the road where, you know, a trainer gives up the po- gives up a Pokemon, and they just kind of say, I release you. So I guess it, yeah. it's the trainer's consent that determines if the Pokemon is... Which is awful to think about, but... My real question has always been, have we ever seen an instance where a Pokemon says, I'm out, and it releases itself, it, like, cuts off its tie to the Pokeball? They're not able to do that? I don't think so. That's what I was thinking about. I can't really think of an instance where that occurred. I think they they should be able to do that. Yeah, I think so, too, completely. Yeah, but I don't think we've ever seen that happen. The only instance that I can remember, and I'm sure there's others, but I can't remember anymore, is in Diamond and Pearl, when we get to Paul, and Paul is catching and releasing Pokemon, and he actually releases them from the ball. Like, Right. He, assumingly, just presses a button or something, and they come back out. And they fly off like nothing happened. So, I think he was catching, what, Starlies or something? Yeah. If I remember right. See, this is how I know Diamond and Pearl is by far the best anime series, is because it has the best (laughs) Pokeball mechanics, and they're consistent. It's definitely Both consistent. Visually and in function. The story what? is consistent. Yeah. Yes. Which is really appreciated, especially in uh, what we've been in so far. I have I have a controversial question. Ooh. That's not about this episode. I love to hear Go it. Go for it. Um, well, I'm not controversial. Oh. Um, I know the internet loves XY. What do we think of the various Pokemon anime series and how do they stack against each other? Just in general, Wait, are you, like which are, are you saying favorite? to rank them all? Yeah, like what, like what are your favorites? What are your least favorites of the various incarnations? 
Oh, wow. We're really jumping ahead, like, going we, into the weeds. Well, I just want to get kind of like a baseline from the start. So later we can we can possibly look back and do a compare contrast. <laughs> hmm. I, I really like the Orange Islands. I know I was making fun of one of the characters the last episode, but I thought the Orange Islands was a that was a really good arc with and that definitely had the best battle sequences, and it has my favorite. Oh, I disagree with that. But go on. <laughs> my, well, one of them, one of them. Like my favorite one is in Orange Islands. Oh, there's definitely way, like X and Y in my opinion. I think it probably has some of the better battles, but my favorite ones in Orange Islands, and plus they ride around on Lapras the whole time. And Lapras is probably my favorite Pokemon, so I thought that was really cool to see him almost every, every episode. Okay, my favorite is Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same. That's that's by far and away the, the best, for, or my favorite anyway. But. You didn't like X and Y? X and Y is overrated. <sighs> I, it had a potential, but it X doesn't and, have the heart. Yeah, X and Y is problematic. <laughs> you didn't like a Greninja? An Ash Greninja. Um, I was okay with Greninja. Um, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. And also, the giant rock. I, I'm not going to say too okay, much. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. The giant rock. The giant rock that Charmander was on? Yes. Yes. Yeah, this, that, that, that giant rock is okay. Yeah. But. I like Diamond Sorry, we're just skipping ahead to episode 800 something or whatever. I know. Yeah, you're skipping ahead like a few years. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> It will Sorry. be for us. For me, it's going to be interesting to see what becomes my favorite and what I really don't like. Because I'm actually, I watched them the first time, but now I'm actually like taking notes and really absorbing the content of the mm-hmm. episode. So my opinion is going to change throughout. I think best wishes X Y Sun and Moon. I'm I'm still pretty kind of agnostic on how I think of them for the most part. And also advanced generation a little bit. Okay, all right, all right, we're done. Yeah, this we're done. done. <laughs> yeah, another time. Any, we, we do have a topic. Any more to thoughts end on the, the episode? No. <laughs> what? We do have a topic to end the show with. If we could probably go into that if we want to. That article you sent us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like after we get done discussing episode twelve, we can maybe hash that out before. I guess we end. But we need our uh, our quotes and our uh, MVP and LVPs for this episode. Okay, I got. For quotes, Austin, Alex, Jacob. Again? Yep. Are you actually clicking this thing, or is this just... Yeah, I swear to God I am. There's only so many potential listings. I want a screen share. Okay, I'll <laughs> do it right now. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, I have two to choose from, but I think I'm going to choose the funnier one, which is Brock says about Nurse Joy, she sure is pretty. I've never seen anyone who looks like her. Missy says, what are you talking about? She looks just like all the other Joys. And Ash is like a hesitant... Yeah, it's a joyful world. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I want to know what they originally said there, but... God knows. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I was next, or... Yes. Jacob. Oh, Jacob um, flats like always. I'm used to I'm it. I'm sorry, Jacob. It's, I'm used to it. I'm garbage. <laughs> um, so I picked for this one, I think... Yeah, Misty, when they were sitting in the... Well, maybe the, when they first got to the Pokemon Center, she says something like, you know, I think that Charmander has an attitude problem. And I was like, oh boy, Misty, you have no idea. Oh. <laughs> Should we not get into that yet? No, no. not yet. But okay. I was just like, that's that was a, a great bit of catch, foreshadowing. Though. That was a great catch. That was a good yeah. catch. You've done a lot like, this um, these series, these episodes. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, I was like, you have no idea. Obviously, they could not anticipate what would happen later, but Misty called it, so... All right, I guess it's my turn. And 
Mine is mine's not funny like y'all's or foreshadowing or any cool. Mine's just like when Charmander's laying up in the ER and he's got that little table propped up, keeping his tail burned. It like pans to Brock and Brock's just like looking at him and he goes like, Charmander, please keep your flame burning. Aww. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, that's Brock being sentimental. But then it, then it gets screwed over like y'all were talking about earlier. It kind of ruins the quote because then he just goes, here you go, Ash. <laughs> I mean, he screws himself over. He does screw himself over. Yeah, I know. He could have stood up for himself. Like, even, like you said, Austin, even Ash was hesitant. He's like, what? Really? It, I thought... it wasn't even him standing up for himself. He was just like, nah, I don't want it. Yeah. He, he's like, you have it, Ash. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, okay, there's a time and a place to be selfless, but this is not one of those times, Brock. All right, yeah. for MVP, LVP, it's Jacob, Austin, Alex. Yay. Oh, you first this time. Numero uno. Woo-woo. So my MVP is Charmander. For obvious reasons. He survives. He's a fighter. He comes in and saves the day at the end when Team Rocket traps, uh, you know, the twerps. My LVP, I'm just going to go for the easy one here, is Damien. Because mm. he's garbage and just tries to... <laughs> and tries to just... He tries to murder his Pokemon. You know, he just... Abandonment is an issue and shouldn't be tolerated. So therefore, Damien is my LVP. Okay. I'm going to steal... Alex's MVP because my MVP is gonna be Brock. God, how did you know? <laughs> well, who else would you have picked? <laughs> um, uh, this is gonna make it hard for me. You gotta, you gotta think outside the box, girl. Actually, inside the box. Mind? No, you have already committed. You've already okay. Made darn, your I had to get back wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'll allow it. Are we sure? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna give it to Nurse Joy because she was the real hero this episode. She broke up the fight. I think you stole Alex's again. <laughs> You did. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, well, you can have Brock. I know you like oh, him better. Oh, God, Nurse Joy. okay. Uh, yeah, Nurse Joy, she saved Charmander. She stayed up, like, in the, all hours of the night to do so. Good for her. Jesus. She's good at her job. Um, and <laughs> She's also, a good she, nurse. Yeah. Um, and my LVP, I'm going to combine with a quote, and it's going to be Misty. <laughs> because when they run out to Charmander, get Charmander in the middle of the night, Misty says, like, she's whining, she says, this is dangerous, going out in the storm like this to help a Pokemon. What if we catch pneumonia? And Ash says, well, nobody asked you to come along. <laughs> and Missy's response is to turn the camera like she's in the office and say, gotta help a Pokemon in need. And she winks. And I'm like, Missy, did you just, like, set that up so you could give us a catchphrase and a wink? What are you doing? That was Why? really weird. I forgot about that It was part. really strange. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And I'm like, Misty, like, we don't want to be out in the middle of the thunderstorm. Go we don't save have a choice. the Charmander, okay? <laughs> quit, di- quit dicking around here and go save the Charmander. You're not I mean, helping matters. She really s- walked into that. I mean, she's the one who's complaining in the first place. And then, like, literally a second later, she's turning around saying, yeah, we got to do this. Yeah, she specifically says, this is dangerous to go help a Pokemon like this. And Ash says, like, shut up. And then she says, we got to help a Pokemon. It, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Misty. <laughs> Okay, Alex. <laughs> um, okay, you really threw me off because <laughs> you originally... Oh, my God. Okay, you double-dipped, so Austin. You, you did. You that's okay. I get greedy. Um, that's okay. So, originally, so I guess I can pick Brock now, right? For MVP. Yes. Okay. So, MVP was Brock, obviously. Um, I know it's not creative or anything, but it was a very Brock-centric episode. He was the only one... Well, he cared about Charmander more than anyone else. And he got completely, I don't know, he screwed himself at the end. So, 
I don't know, but good for him for, you know, helping Charmander and caring so much and actually getting up in Damien's face, grabbing him by the collar. Mm -hmm. He was about to, like, you know. I love how he drops Misty. Drops Misty for making a little, like, crack at him, but then just grabs Damien. So I guess that shows their (laughs) relation, how close Misty and Brock are, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I can you imagine if Brock had grabbed Damien by his shirt collar and punched him in the face and broken his stupid little sunglasses and like laid him out on the floor of the Pokemon Center? That'd be awesome. And then later it shows Charmander and Damien in the ER laying side by side each other. (laughs) Brock gets arrested. Yeah, Brock gets arrested by Jenny. Oh my gosh. I mean, they're not afraid to show him like throwing punches. I mean, Ash did try to punch AJ that one time and. Lift. Yeah, but they never land. No, but except for when still. Brock is punching Misty on the skull. Yeah, and well, and her kicking him in the face. I mean, he had yeah. a boot print across his face, but oh gosh! And then I guess LVP. I'm gonna just pick Spiros. The Spiros. <laughs> they were those opportunistic little shits trying to kill and eat Charmander while it's suffering there in the rain. But originally, I was gonna say Damien, but that was the obvious one. <laughs> I had to pick it. Sorry. So, Spiros, again, Spiros just exists to, like, cause problems. They're pests. They're like rats with wings. Yeah. All right, does that conclude that episode? Any more thoughts, opinions, expression of concerns? I have one thing to note, and that's, Alex, we've been saying to each other for the last ten years, I left that Charmander (laughs) right there on that rock. But he never actually says that. Oh, my God, he doesn't? (laughs) He never says that. We made that up. Oh my god, wait. It's very, no, or it's very Luke, I am your father against Star Wars. They didn't actually say it. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, that's beam, true. Me up, beam me up, Scotty, or whatever. You like me, you really like me. She doesn't actually say that. That's, we literally just watched this episode, and for some reason my brain is still convinced that he said that. The same thing he with didn't. Vader. Like, I've seen that episode, or that movie ten times, and I still think he goes, you know, Luke, I am your father, whatever, you know. I have problems with that scene, mostly because of the lighting, and because I'm so sorry, Mark <laughs> Hamill, but that's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> they needed to redo that. Yeah. <laughs> they need to redo it's... a lot of dialogue in those movies, but that's another topic for another day. Padme and Anakin. Okay. Well, that's okay, though, Austin. I still choose to... Uh... That's still the standout for me. Damien's going to always, in my mind, still say that, so... Oh, well. All right. We'll see you again in Best Wishes, Damien, in flashback form. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And they had someone to imitate Maddie Blostings. Is that your last name? Uh, I think... Blosting? Blosting. Blosting? Oh, I don't R.I.P. Know. Yes. All right, so that can, uh, that's that episode. Let's go on to episode 12. Here comes the Squirtle Squad. I'm going to mess that up probably a few times. Squirtle Squad. I'm a Squirtle, Squirtle Squad. Squirtle Squad. Squirtle Squad. Squirtles. So once again, we encounter a pit as the main form of contrapment for... All three of these episodes had a pit. Yep, they all had a pit in them. And they were all dug by different people. <laughs> and they were all different pits. A psychopath, the usual suspects, Team Rocket, and then turtles dig this one. So it's kind of odd for that animal to be doing that. But again, a pit. <laughs> and there is a reference to animals again. They call Squirtle the tiny turtle Pokemon. So we're still in the overlap there. Oh, we get your favorite character again, Austin. Ginny. I'm going to save my comments about Jenny till near the end. Okay. Do you, you sure? You're sure? She shows up early in the episode episode and later on, I guess, but... Okay, fine. I'll just say it now. Okay. Um, 
Is it just me or was Jenny shockingly competent this entire episode? For the most part. I would say Sort of? For the most part. There's one spot that I yeah. I think she shouldn't... She was The, the part good. where she tells Ash, an adult couldn't fit in this giant crag in the wall. Yeah, go. But you can. <laughs> that, that was weird, but whatever. And, and the whole... There's a bunch of people pulling out guns the whole time, and she's nowhere to be seen. Does, no, I thought she did run in, and, and like, Ash goes into the shop, the, they're pointing the guns, and then... All right, let's just do the guns. And... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's Team Rocket attacks... Okay, Team Rocket attacks like a general store with a with what they say is a bazooka, but it actually launches like flower petals or something. Yeah. And but isn't James holding like a gun? Yeah. He's holding like a rifle. Yes. He has a like an M. I'll compare it to like an M sixteen. It's some kind of rifle, and then they have the bazooka that shoots like confetti. There's no telling yeah. what that rifle shot though. Okay, so then all the townspeople um, are just you know, holding their hands up. Then Team Rocket leaves. Then Ash comes in, and they all immediately point their rifles in Ash's face. Yes. Yeah. Which I am shocked that got through. And they're like, oh, there's all types of guns, too. It's like there's a musket. There's like a rifle. There's a pistol. There's... They just cover the whole spectrum of, like, weaponry in, this, in that little scene. And I was, that, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I was shocked that that maybe got past the censors. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Jenny rushes into his defense right after that. And she's right. like, he's not part of Team Rocket. Oh my gosh, stop like pointing your guns at him. Like, he's For the first kid. time, she didn't assume that he should... I'm surprised Jenny wasn't holding a gun, <laughs> goddammit. But <laughs> he walks in, shoot him, he's evil. And then they show Ashes with his, with his Pokedex and they're like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember to, back to the episode where the safari warden guy is, like, pointing a gun at Ash. How did they censor that? I can't remember. They cut the whole episode out. Oh, they just didn't show it. I think they dubbed it because we can see that episode in the Pokerap, but they they didn't air it, at least. Hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed when Ash was walking up into the Wild West saloon town that is somehow in the middle of Kanto, whatever... There's a sign that says beer. Oh, was there? Yeah. Oh, and man, then, this episode got away with a lot. Yeah, yeah. It and I was like, wait, because I paused it. I went back a few times, and I was like, does that say beef or <laughs> beer? The R's and F. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, both of those things are sort of problematic because if it says beef, well, then that implies the existence of like actual cows and not just like mill tank and Tauros or whatever. But also, but then it could say beer, and then that also would be problematic. <laughs> but it, it says beer because I double checked on it, and I was like, "What?" That little, uh, that little scene with the beer, the guns, it had a lot going on in it because there's a cameo there too. Oh yeah, well yeah, Gary, you get Gary walks out. Oh. Yeah, that was the, like, Gary was... smacking Ash in the face is great. Yeah, there was he like doesn't that. notice him. Yeah, it's it even better. <laughs> Oh my god. That gosh. was an intricate little scene they put up there. There's a lot going on. And isn't Ash like passed out on the ground like a drunk for like overnight? Yep. Yeah. It says like a day. <laughs> like a concussion. Yep. He's just sleeping there and cuz yeah, cuz he leaves the day before and then it's the next like morning. Cuz they say noon tomorrow, right? Yeah. Like return by noon tomorrow. Okay. So, I did have one thought kind of going back to the beginning. I know we sort of jumped into the middle, but my question is, 
who are all these squirtles that are being abandoned? Like, Officer Jenny makes that comment. She's like, these squirtles are squirtles that trainers have abandoned. And I kind of... Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. I was just wondering to myself, I'm like, is this a common practice? Like... <laughs> that like, is a presum- theme. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, presumably, the only way to get a, a squirtle, like, readily available is as a starter Pokemon. Like... Mm-hmm. So does that mean all these trainer kids are getting Squirtles from Professor Oak and then just leaving them in the woods? Like what? Yeah, this is this too. is this. All <laughs> these episodes tie together. They all tie together. So Melanie is killing these trainers, and what's going <laughs> on? Releasing their Squirtles to the <laughs> and, wild. And hap- yep. And what happened is all these Pokemon becoming strays, and they're that's what's going on here. We just connected the dots. Boom. Maybe Melanie got Damien on the way out. Ooh, that's uh, why we never see him again. We, never see we him. can only hope. And samurai, like we said, and oh, Pokemon's getting dark. Oh, okay, it is kind of strange that there's this trilogy of starter episodes all in a row, and I do love how our podcast worked out that the, these three are all together. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. It was meant to be. I when I was planning our episode thing, I was like, oh, that'd be a good idea to do that. So, all right, the Squirtle Squad. I love their sunglasses. They were cute. And the leader has the pointy triangular ones, and the rest ones have, like, little circle ones. You know, like, they're, like, oh, yeah. they should have worn jackets. The henchmen Squirtles <laughs> weren't as cool as main Squirtle, but I guess it just makes our main Squirtle much better. I was praying for, like, a West Side Story scene where, like, maybe when Ash is, like, back against the cave, they just start snapping. They're walking towards him, like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> start singing. Squirtles. Squirtle. 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 <laughs> They start kick turning. Okay, did we notice that Officer Jenny said that Pokemon gang calls itself the Squirtle Squad? I don't think the Squirtle Squad is calling itself the Squirtle Squad. You didn't see the graffiti? I don't think they wrote Squirtle Squad in writing <laughs> it's on S- the wall. It's called SS. <gasps> oh, they should not be spelling out SS on a wall. They should not be doing that. No. This, is, this is pre. This is pre-World War II? Yep. Okay. Oh, 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 that, that, okay, that actually reminds me of another thing this episode. You mean to go ahead and go into it now since it reminded me? Yeah, we're all over the place. We are. Sorry, listeners. But in this episode, too, they also feature the old Japanese flag, the Rising Sun flag. Oh, did they? Yes, remember when Squirtle saves the day and behind him is the red circle with the with the uh, red lines coming through? Yeah. But I thought that was an interesting thing to see. Does Japan... Do they still use the rising sun? They are still. With the, with they still do. Yes. Well, I mean, I know their flag is the red circle on mm-hmm. the white, but do they still have the red? Yes, that flag is still, I think, legal, from what I was reading, because there was a big protest at the Olympics. They didn't want people waving that flag, like people coming in. Oh, and this like is a protest within Japan. Yeah, or? I think so. But I think this was more of like the outside countries coming in protesting the flag. Oh. Okay, that makes more sense. Because I think I think Japan more embraces it. I don't know. I'm just talking to my ass here, but I think they embrace history more. I guess so. Than people like, who know like history and yeah. politics in Japan, let us know. Yeah, like we fucking don't. Yeah, I'm just spitballing here, but I, I read an article. I think it was like on Vice or something like that. Like, and it was from August 16th of 2020 last year about how countries coming in didn't want to see that flag being waved in the stands. Fair. So uh, yeah, so I thought that was like a unique. I guess picture that they show this episode or something like that. This episode was off the rails. Yeah, Jesus. These, <laughs> these three episodes are... I don't think we're going to have that much to talk about, but the more we get into it, I'm like, dang, you know, we've got a lot to cover here. 
did anyone else think that the Squirtle Squad, when they go, Squirtle, 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 sounded like the South Park characters talking? Like Kenny? <laughs> like all of them. <laughs> like their weird, annoying voices. Yeah. I'm Cartman. Kick the baby! Oh my god, you killed Kenny! Alex, oh, there we go. You bastards! Alex, you're very quiet. <laughs> oh, nothing. I don't have anything, really. I mean, I didn't write down any quotes. I really struggled this episode for okay. any sort of standout. My alternate title for this episode is The Redemption of Goldine. Because Goldine <laughs> yes. is a force to be reckoned with. It is like it is a menace. You go near, anywhere near that water, they think it's going to go after you. I'm so glad you pointed that out because it is the redemption. Because up until this point, they just talked about how you, like useless it was. And like, oh, you should see it in water. It's really something else when it's in water. And we're like, oh, yeah, what the hell, whatever. And then now we see, now we see. When Misty said she was just warming up in episode two, Goldine was warming up for this episode. Yeah. Like, it put at, uh, Pikachu out of commission for, <laughs> it did. for, like, a day. And it launched, um, someone went really high in the air, too. It was Ash. Uh, yeah. And he struggled to get in the town. He was, like, using a stick as a cane. <laughs> I mean, he presumably got, like, poked in the butt. Goldines are vicious. I was wondering why, like, when... Pikachu was in the water swimming, struggling to get back to shore. Why didn't Misty call out one of her water-type Pokemon into the water to help Pikachu swim back faster? Like, um, Starmie's still recovering. She has Goldeen and Staryu. Well, thought, then Pikachu will be stabbed by two Goldines. Oh. Well, not her own Goldeen. <laughs> I thought it was payback. Because remember every time that Misty offered a Pokemon to help Ash, she rejected it? So like, this is her, like, well, your Pikachu's just gonna have to sit there now. That seems very vindictive and out of character for Misty. <laughs> I mean, this is a very long-running theme of Misty not doing anything when she's perfectly able to do so if she remembered that she existed. <laughs> My God. I mean, I guess we wouldn't have the conflict of, like, Pikachu being ill in the cave, but still, I'm like, anytime now, Misty, you could help. You could be useful in this situation. That would be great. But... She didn't no get dice. redeemed. There's no redemption for Misty here. Only Goldine. Only Goldine. And I would like to also point out that this was the first time that the rice balls were called jelly donuts. Jesse points that out. Oh, yes, the onigiri. <laughs> yeah, the onigiri yeah. are uh, jelly donuts. That's right. She's like, they're eating all the jelly donuts or whatever. And I'm like, okay. I like that scene with Team Rocket and the Squirrel Squad. They had some fun dynamics, especially Meowth claiming Jesse and James were his humans. That was smart. <laughs> that was actually really smart. <laughs> I think we're getting closer to the Team Rocket that we know and love at yeah. this point. So, another point, well, unless you guys have any other points, I want to kind of shift the conversation back to the cave section yes. of this episode. <laughs> um, there was a... There was like a part there where Meowth has them all tied up or whatever and Ash is like trying to convince them to let him go because Pikachu's sick and then Meowth is like oh well you have till noon tomorrow to come back with the medicine or if they don't the Squirtles are gonna dye Misty's hair purple mm -hmm. and I thought that was really weird so again I know I kind of cheated with these episodes because I went and looked up some stuff on Bulbapedia because I'm like this is so weird why no. are you this is great. <laughs> like, why are they making comments like this? You know, like with Brock in the water Pokemon comment in the Charmander episode, and then this purple hair comment. And so I looked it up, and I guess in the original Japanese version of the show, 
they don't say that they're going to dye her hair purple. They say that they're going to kill her. Oh, right. my God. Did you know that, Austin? I knew that. Oh, I didn't know oh that. My oh, my God. Because I, I, I think that also bothered me at one point. I'm like, there's no way they said they were going to dye her hair, especially the shot of her, like, falling into an abyss as Ash screams, Misty! Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's okay. I was going to ask you all about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Like, Alex. she thought, like, Ash was thinking she of the worst like she God, can you imagine like the squirrels knifing misty's like throat open <laughs> shanking her just sitting there shanking her <laughs> and then pushing her over a cliff oh my god i thought that was really oddly specific threat i was like dye her hair purple what and yet we can have ash being held at gunpoint <laughs> so i guess that's uh what does he say like in the did you look up what he says in the original when he finds them outside the cave and he goes oh misty you're okay your hair's not purple that was my next question i was like well they have a whole conversation about it afterwards so what the hell did they say (laughs) it had to have been something like oh misty you're not dead yeah oh misty you're alive yeah and they were like oh the squirrels were actually gonna kill us so why only misty though (laughs) uh because she's a woman and women need to be in peril because that's their role in the show because they don't have any agency of themselves I thought uh, Jenny did this episode. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. When, uh, you know, she comes to the rescue okay, for... Okay, no, well then, Missy just sucks. Yeah. Damn, harsh. They treat her like garbage. Yeah, they really do. It's very jarring. <laughs> Watching it now, yeah. They should have been like, we're going to dye Brock's hair green, too. <laughs> yeah, why couldn't they just, like... We're going to castrate Brock. all in on uh, both. Rock. Oh, Whoa. my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm still in the misery. Wait, did she, she didn't castrate him. Wait, Did what? She? I was talking about the unrated version. Oh. Are you thinking of um, Hard Candy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dicking around. I'm just throwing stuff out there. <laughs> and also wanted to point out the scene towards the end, like after they leave the cave and they're talking about Missy's hair or whatever, and then like Team Rocket shows up in their balloon and they have like bombs, like those cartoon bombs. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote this down because I... I could not for the life of me understand this scene i watched it at least three times i went back and i went back (laughs) and i could i still don't understand so brock is there holding pikachu no they spray him with the potion and brock is holding pikachu in his arms and then team rocket flies over and then they throw the rope ladder down and jesse's like meowth bring pikachu up the ladder and then it cuts to meowth on the ladder with pikachu in his arms and there's no transition at all. So how did Meowth get Pikachu out of Brock's arms and was up there, onto the ladder? Was there a scene cut? I have no idea. It just trans. The next scene transition was Meowth on the ladder. Hmm. Maybe the bomb was, scared Brock. Bad continuity. It was really strange. I, I was. I watched it over and over again, thinking maybe I missed like Meowth running by and grabbing Pikachu or something or no. <laughs> well, that's a good catch because I didn't notice that at all. I was just like, whatever. Meowth is just a doer. You know, you tell him to do something, he's going to get it done. I guess. I he guess. just, like, warped in right next to Brock and then grabbed Pikachu and warped back onto the rope ladder. But um, Do we like them becoming firefighters? Because I think their little jackets are really cute. I thought that was adorable. Uh, rising sun aside, <laughs> they were really cute as firefighters. <laughs> They're holding up the little thing, too. The, oh, the old school um, fire alarm, the kink, 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 kink. <laughs> that was pretty cool too. Well, I'm glad they found some gainful employment, and they don't have to run around harassing people. But 
Mm-hmm. Is this the first it, time we see like practical use of Pokemon? Um, Probably. what they have like human jobs? Or? Yeah, like where they're like, oh, we can actually use these things that launch massive amounts of water to put out fires. Presumably, this area doesn't have an actual firefighting force. Yeah, because they said these are our new firefighters. I was just curious if it's like the first time we see Pokemon actually take on more of like a role beyond being battle mechanics or whatever like just battlers now they actually are practical in the human world onyx has yet to make a staircase at any point (laughs) useless i'm waiting is that all we got i think that's all we got that's all i have yeah i think so i struggled to find some interesting things on this episode but oh i wrote a note when they were becoming firefighters jenny gives the squirtles a certificate what are they going to do with that (laughs) it's their certification (laughs) presumably they're going to live with her and they're going to put it on a wall but still. I guess this is where Jenny gets the idea to get a Growlithe. She's like, oh, if these Pokemon can put out fires, maybe I can use one to apprehend people. Or Jenny uses the Growlithe to start the fire so that the Squirtles <laughs> have something to do. <laughs> Keep them on their toes. <laughs> now that's the Jenny way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think uh, we're ready to move on to our quote. Are we doing quotes first? Yep. It's Alex Austin Jacob. Or Austin Alex Jacob, brother. You got to get used to it, Jacob. I'm going to say Jesse saying, those aren't Squirtles, they're Piggles. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Oh my God. Um, I, didn't, I did not have a quote. Like, I just okay. could not. All right. I'm Nothing sorry. I, I could not. I, I went back and tried to find something, but I couldn't. I'm sorry. I know that's a cheap answer, but nothing stood out to me this episode. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's... Uh... <laughs> My turn then, and I'm going to go with, um, I had a real connection, bring it up here, I had a real connection with James this episode, because he says, I'm sick and tired of eating pizza for every meal, and that relates to me back when I was in high school, and I knew the manager of our local pizza buffet, and so I ate pizza way, way, way too much in high school, and now I hate it today, so I had that little bonding moment with James where I was like, oh, okay, uh, I can relate to that, James. I understand where you're coming from. I hope you like those jelly donuts. Jelly donuts. Jelly donuts. You know, we could have called our, called our podcast, like, nothing like a jelly donut or something like that. <laughs> Another Brock quote. This episode's cream-filled. I didn't, I didn't say that. Not with my editing tool, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you can no, I'm going to keep that in. I'm going to keep God. that part in. I don't care. You can okay, play it's J- Jacob Alex Austin. Actually, originally, it was something else but it gave me the same list four times in a row and like no so it's now jacob alex austin did it give you the same list four times in a row or did you not mm-hmm. click it four times in a row no because i saw the counter go up of how many times i had refreshed it okay just asking go first jacob okay. <laughs> my mvp is ash this episode because oh, it. <laughs> it's a privilege of going first because he uh he does do a lot to save pikachu and you know help the squirtles out towards the end there and he there's one scene where they drop a bomb and it's clearly going to explode near them it probably should have killed them if this is real life but ash jumps on top of like the squirtle to save it or whatever so i'm like okay we're seeing a lot of love from ash this episode so i gotta give him his due diligence and name him the mvp and then my lvp is all those people in that platoon or general store that just whip out their guns and almost blast ash's face off with at least 100 calibers worth of bullets there so those are my lvp because there's almost an 
very tragic moment there. But luckily, it's a cartoon, so we didn't see it. Okay, I originally... So I just want to throw this in there, and then I'll move on to the my second choice. But I did originally pick Ash only for the one scene where he runs down the cliff to catch <gasps> Pikachu, who's falling down from the balloon and he's like running at a 90 degree angle down this <laughs> i'm glad you said that because i had that written down and i forgot oh my god <laughs> i forgot about that too i had to point it out i mean i know i can't pick ash for my choice here but i had to give him something credit for defying the laws of physics <laughs> and running down the cliffside okay so i guess i guess i'll give mvp to gary for this oh. episode. For knocking out Ash? <laughs> for knocking the shit out of Ash. Like, who opens a duel with that much force to knock somebody out for, like, a day and a half? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We see it for five seconds, but it was a very memorable part of the episode. So, um, Gary, for sure. And then, I guess, LVP, I'll just say Goldine. Goldine was the little bitch this episode. <laughs> Going around, stabbing people. And I, this was, it was two separate Goldines, wasn't it? They were at two separate locations. Yes. Yeah. So both of them are complete a-holes. So All right. they I'll deserve go. it. My MVP was going to be Jenny for the first and only time. <laughs> but it's got to go to Squirtle, of course, because no one else picked him. Because he, <laughs> he looks really cool with his sunglasses. And I like how he cried. Tears of joy from... I like how he was on his back and Ash tried to pick him up. And then what ended up happening was Squirtle got on his feet and picked up Ash. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Squirtle's cute. I don't really have an LVP, but um, Jacob already said the townspeople, and, um, and Alex said Goldine. Meowth? No, because he was funny. What about he, Gary? He smacked James in the face. Everyone's just so amazing, I can't pick an LVP. Oh my gosh. That's okay, Austin, don't feel bad. I didn't pick a quote, so... <laughs> oh well. Oh, I, feel I know. My LVP goes to the person who's supposed to do maintenance on that rope bridge that Ash fell off of and before he got stung by the Goldeen, because <laughs> you need to make sure those things are not going to collapse when someone steps on them, because okay. there was, like, holes in it and everything. You missed the I part. Also, you missed the part where that? it was actually was in really good condition. There was nothing wrong with it at all. But Melanie went through that area. <laughs> she took a sledgehammer to every plank. <laughs> she just said the hell with My the LVP <laughs> is Melanie. <laughs> For her, her, again, setting up a tragic death. <laughs> okay, but I want to know, that's the first of many bridges we're going to encounter through the Pokemon series where they Melanie. collapse for no apparent reason. So apparently it's all Melanie's doing. <laughs> Melanie the bridge destroyer. At least Melanie's bridge, we could say, okay, it was booby-trapped. This one was just like a dilapidated bridge. Melanie is a serial killer. I also like how Nurse Jenny, or Nurse Jenny, Officer Jenny was going to take her motorcycle over the dilapidated bridge. Oh, yeah. And Ash didn't bother to tell her that it wasn't there anymore. Oh, yeah, she goes around. She's like, oh, that bridge is out or something or whatever. And she just drives around. But... Yeah, Ash doesn't say a word. He's still concussed, so. That's true. He's probably like, what the hell's going on? Ash has CTE from this episode forward. <laughs> Poor Ash. <laughs> oh, can we... I know, I forgot to mention this the last couple episodes. Well, I guess it was the Bulbasaur episode, but can we just note Ash for having tremendous upper body strength? Oh, like, oh yeah. when he helped pull up Misty? It's yeah. impressive. He's hanging uh, there. And, pull, like, he's got Pikachu on his head, and, like, Misty's hanging off his leg, and somehow he manages to not only pull his own weight up from the bridge, but also a completely other person and a Pokemon. 
Speaking of Wade, I got another sexism moment to catch point out. Oh gosh. <laughs> Where it's not Ash being sexist, it's the show in which apparently in the Japanese version, Ash says something like or Satoshi rather, says, like, I can't pull us up and then Misty says, Are you saying I'm fat? And Wait, when did she say this? In the Japanese version of the Bulbasaur oh. episode. And thank God they changed that because that's unnecessary. What the fuck is that? Yeah, she's like like this <laughs> big just, around, like that, tiny. No, that's stupid. We do not need ten year old girls saying, "You think I'm, you think I'm fat?" That no, oh, you would love some anime. See, I, th- this is why I don't watch very many anime. Well, that's why the the sensational sisters like Cerulean City episode was terrible because like just look at the garbage that her sisters were saying to her. I mean, that was way worse. Beauty is a big thing, and now Misty's so concerned about her weight while she's on, on death's edge about to plummet to the rocks below that's ugh. so yes good job for kids get rid of that line yeah well that's who your mvp should time. be for kids entertainment <laughs> <laughs> i had to give it to squirtle because y'all didn't give it to him bulbasaur and charmander got theirs hey he was a bad guy first that's the reason why he wasn't my mvp okay he was gonna kill misty and then dye her corpse's yeah, hair purple yep mvp oh my gosh is that can uh kind of wrap up that episode yep You all want to talk about the Vice article? Yeah, actually, I, I brought it up right here, and I did not know... How, how did I not know this was going on? It's right. been going on through the length of the pandemic, and we discussed it a bit on the episode that did not record properly, I think. Yeah, yeah, we did. You shared your uh, Target story. Right, in which I went into Target, and I was there when the Target employee was putting out the trading cards, and there was a line of people waiting to get them. Which, I mean, that's cool if you're getting the Pokemon cards for your own enjoyment, but this whole, like, secondhand market, like, eBay flipping of Pokemon cards thing. The grading, too? The grading's fine. That's fine. But apparently they're being overwhelmed because the trading cards are such a huge hobby right now. Due to, at least partially, due to everyone being at home because of the pandemic. I don't know. I just find it really interesting. I did, too. That and we're, you mentioned we're in the prime Pokemon cards are valuable window right now what i just don't get is it because the anniversary because i remember they were popular like five years ago too but not to this extent you know i mean mm-hmm. like you said the pandemic has a role but it, you're talking about target and this article they're saying that they are like having to call the cops when they put the right. cards out because people are literally fighting and like wrecking each other over trying to get these cards I mean, I I could have gotten into a fight because I accidentally cut the line because I was just walking oh, to yeah. Target. And suddenly I was like, whoa, there's all these people behind me. What's going on? <laughs> Wasn't there something with McDonald's or something? Yes, that was, and... that was a little while ago. Um, people were going crazy because they were having McDonald's promo cards. Yeah. At, or rather Pokemon promo cards at McDonald's Happy Meals. Mm-hmm. And like people would go and get all of them from McDonald's. And then sell them on eBay for exorbitant prices. Well, it was all the adults, and they didn't have any for the kids. Like, all the adults would come in and buy a bunch of these Happy Meals or whatever, whatever right. they came with. And they they had to say, like, this, like, please, just, you know, one per person or whatever it was. Cause right. Putting limits on it. Like, it's toilet paper. 
W- w- <laughs> That's a blast from the past now. <laughs> well, I remember McDonald's has done Pokemon cards yeah. promotions many times. Like that, they do that on the regular. So I guess it's just this time people were really into it. So it's just a mystery for me. I really do think it's the pandemic though, and the you know it's a twenty year cycle. Yeah, the twenty the anniversary thing is this is just getting crazy though. I'm looking here further on it, and they're saying like the first edition Charizard is now selling for like half a mil. Like in this article, they say 300000 but there's higher prices out there. I just, I don't know, this is crazy. I've never seen anything like this as far as cards go. <laughs> Fucking things over for other people and taking all the cards off the shelf so other people can't buy them. Particularly children can't buy them. That's not cool. Scalping them, yeah. too. Yeah, scalping. I mean, the kids don't understand that. I mean, they're just excited for the, oh, yay, my favorite Pokemon card or whatever. They're not... Right out the little eight-year-old isn't out there and that card's gonna get mangled but that's okay because it's for kids yeah they're just toys that's our serious rant portion all right that's our weird tcg i wish they would make a new tcg game sorry you're talking about like a in the style of the game boy color game oh yeah i love that game yeah i love that as a kid. that's how i learned how to play the game they made a second one do you know that yeah but we didn't get it no we didn't we never do we never do get it all right. Does that, uh, so Alex, any closing thoughts? No, I think you guys wrapped it up, summed it up pretty well. So. <laughs> You're so quiet today. Huh? You're so quiet today. I just am enjoying listening to y'all back and forth. <laughs> Sorry, the Squirtle episode in particular, I did not have a lot of thoughts on it. So. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, we confirmed that Jacob loves the Orange Islands, so we can't dump him off with Professor Ivy and replace him with someone else for that story <laughs> arc. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to continue to be a part of the team. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Let's get through five more episodes before we see where we're going. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, make me feel valued. Um. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> I meant the podcast as a whole, not you specifically. I, like, I didn't realize this was a tryout. I thought I was already on. <laughs> no, you're an invaluable, you're invaluable member of the podcast team. What you're hearing is me coming down from a panic attack, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> that's a great way. To, that's a great way to end the podcast, I think. <laughs> okay, we're now having a podcast schism. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So is that good for everybody? Everybody good? Everybody good? Good? You good? You good? All right. And on that note, be sure to join us next week for another episode of Out of the Drawing Pen as we go along and as the journey continues.